Home Time with Bush and Richie is the official soundtrack to it being a Friday nearly the end of the week. Uh, as you would have heard yesterday, we had uh, a little bit of a, a spontaneous a spontaneous team night out uh, when uh, I took Bush and uh, our producer, Adem, uh, to the Arsenal match last night. And um, up until events earlier this morning, it, it might have been quite a glum Richie that was talking to you uh, after... Uh, I mean... You were really some kind of... I, I don't know whether to say what with Arsenal losing last night, yep. but then sacking our manager this morning, whether you were a good luck charm or a bad luck charm. Well, I, we've talked about this before on the show, that I feel I, I have that kind of Jonah Hex element to me. <laughs> where I, you know, I went on this run of Everton games where um, we, we lose every time I go and watch them live. Then I did watch the Wolves game, but that's the only game we've won in ages as well. So I don't know what's going on with it, but I feel like I have brought about a change. Have you ever got a manager sacked before? Oh, I, did, I had a little word in the boardroom. <laughs> I left at 80 minutes. I had to say to one of the security guards, no offence to Arsenal, but how the hell do I get out of here as quickly as I can? <laughs> what a weird game of football, though. What a bizarre game of football. It was very, very strange and very, very cold as well. Wasn't the day to go to a football match after you'd had your hair cut? Now, let me tell you one thing. Uh, I'm going to tease you across. I want you to stay with us because Richie pointed out something during the course of the game <laughs> that is one of the most bizarre niche things I've ever heard anyone. <laughs> Bear in mind, you're in this spectacular stadium. You've got a, a, a dramatic game unfolding for whatever reason. The thing that Richie picked out has to be heard to be believed and I'll tell you what it is next. I don't know if anyone has tried to have a little guess or whatever what it was Richie pointed out during the Arsenal um, Eintracht Frankfurt game last night. That was them. That was them. Uh, Of all the things you could have pointed out, (laughs) you pointed out about two-thirds of the way through the game which is probably uh, a comment itself on the quality of the game. Yeah. What was the thing about the difference between the UEFA and uh, Champions League that you pointed out? I pointed out that um, you've got the goal, yeah. you've got the net that hangs onto the goal, yeah. and then behind that are two posts that support the net hanging onto the goal. Right. Okay. Pretty simple if you look at a goal. But in the Premier League, those posts are just posts. Yeah. In a European match those posts have got lagging around them. So it must be <laughs> some kind of European ruling that says, oh, but, you know, in one of these European games, you've got to protect that because someone might hurt themselves. So you're, you point out to me, and I literally can believe that that's the thing you, you, took, you took home from the game, but you're talking about if you were to have imagine your pi- like pipes in a factory or your nana's house and they've put some insulation on them it's like that with gaffer tape around it it's absolutely that, so you, you suggesting then that in European games that there's some form of legislation or ruling about uh, making those things a bit safer there absolutely is I am a whistleblower if you have any confirmation or clarification whether this is a thing please get in touch with the show now home time at absoluteradio.co.uk <laughs> I know that's good fun and we're having the laugh, and which is great, and that's the whole point of this show, but I do want to take a stern note with this particular part of the show uh, and talk about something that needs to stop immediately. And that is this thing, I don't know entirely what it's called, where it's a bit of technology where people can send emojis that are specifically tailored to their face. Ah, oh, now, Grandad, yes. Uh, it's memojis. Is that what it's called, a memoji? Memoji. I know this because I do them myself. So they're called memojis because obviously oh. it's me. Oh, I see. All right. So what you do is you go into your phone. 
phone and you create what you believe to be your face. Yes. And then the cleverness of that smartphone, that particular smartphone, is that it will then animate your face to various emojis that we all know and love. Brilliant bit of technology. It just needs to stop. <laughs> What's your problem with it? It freaks me out. There's something about it that really, really freaks me out. You might be having like a little chat with someone and they're sending through, like my friend Kester. I, I, I genuinely, I was drinking a craft ale in a pub and I thought, oh, Kester would like this kind of beer because he's into his craft ales. Send him a photo of the beer saying he'd like this. He sent back a memoji of him with a beard and glasses blowing me a kiss. <laughs> and you don't need that when you're in the pub. Do you not like it because it's too real? It's something weird about it. Is that what it. freaks you out? It's the hovering head and hovering hands. <laughs> That's why I don't. It's like some kind of malicious wordy from Words and Pictures. <laughs> Stop it. I'm doing something on Sunday night this weekend. You know, normally Sunday night is right out. You don't get involved on a Sunday night, do you? I know, it's it's the night in. It's Ballykiss Angel night. It's school night. It's put big light on in the lounge and do the ironing for the rest of the (laughs) weeknight. Me and my brother are going to the O2 in London to watch Elvis live. You are? They're doing an Elvis gig at the O2 in London, uh, and he's going to be on stage, and I think he might be a hologram. That's brilliant. It's weird, weirdly enough, right? I was watching the second Blade Runner movie, which is a brilliant film. Yeah. Uh, and they have uh, hologram Elvis in that, in the, you know, in the full kind of like rhinestone kind of uh, yeah, jumpsuit yeah. and everything like that. And I think it's going to be a bit of that. Elvis, uh, with I think maybe his actual backing band from back in the day doing the music and stuff wow. as well. But then obviously hologram Elvis singing some songs. And I think Priscilla Presley's going to be involved. I don't mean out with me and my brother beforehand. <laughs> I mean actually on the stage. Holograms have come on, haven't they? It's yes. very different to when you used to. Uh, look at those things that came out of cereal boxes. Or even just the Tommy Tromic thing with, <laughs> yeah. you had like, Shark Attack. <laughs> yeah. They have. Well you done. Wouldn't, wouldn't do that on a Sunday night, would you? 100%. Well done, holograms. I will report back on the show next week. I can't match your Sunday nights watching... Elvis as hologram at the O2. Hologram Elvis. <laughs> but I can put forward an idea for Saturday night that is open to all. Wow, we really have got everyone's weekends covered, haven't we, on this now, show? some of you might have to travel a little bit further than others for this, but let me let you know uh, that in the uh, small little Hertfordshire town of Sawbridgeworth, Sawbridgeworth, the Christmas lights are being switched on this Saturday night. Hold on a second, you're not, <laughs> are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. You go- are you going? Oh, I'm not just going. <laughs> On stage. Ooh. Oh, yeah. F- fantastic. Battle royale between me and the mayor as to who gets to plunge the plunger. So, um, it's been a long time since I've been involved in any of these. Do they still use the kind of wooden dome-shaped plunger thing that you push down? You got it, yeah, that's attached to the long lead that goes out to the lights. It is an act- It is technically attached. Yep. Uh, and well, Not just technically, it's attached. 100% attached. That's and it. do you do um, a comedy countdown warm-up? Of course you do a warm-up, because you've got to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the countdown good, yeah. alright, because you don't want a bad countdown when it comes to the real one. And, and have you got anyone doing singing or doing a turn on there, or are you going to go up and do a bit of blue? What is your, what's your stage act you going to do? <laughs> Family events, so I can't do my blue material, <laughs> but no doubt there will be some local theatre groups. I do wonder whether Leona's available for a follow-up, you know, best of three arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask her. Come along, Sawbridgeworth, Saturday night, be dazzled. Um, Being around a toddler uh, every day right now, sometimes I do see behaviour that they're allowed to get away with and I'm insanely jealous. Okay. Um, Today, out and about with Rocco at the train station and uh, he loves his trains. He's watching them all the time. Chip off the old block, isn't he? (laughs) He really is. There's no doubting the DNA of this one. Uh, (laughs) But when you actually then try and take him away from the trains and put him back in his pushchair, not having it, lays himself down on the floor 
but not just not just sort of sat down, everything. Whole head, like some kind of starfish, long on the floor. Full-on tantrum. Do you know what? I believe that dance move is called the death drop. <laughs> I think it could be. Where people flop right down on the floor. And, you know, when you're a kid, that is a, that's a classic kid's tantrum activity, isn't it? Do you not think our well-being, our day-to-day well-being, rather than being het up with tension sometimes, would be so much better if it was socially acceptable just to throw yourself on the floor, whinge for two minutes... And then pick yourself up and go on. It would be good, it would be liberating. I mean, I would love as well, you know, it's like some of the stuff that kids get to do that it's not all right when you're an adult. What about, uh, like, I love it when, when Thea starts crying if, if she thinks I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah. Next time, right, if you've got someone at work that you really get on with and they, they're about to go to a meeting, stop crying. <laughs> don't, tell them that you don't want them to go. That'd be so nice. Like, imagine how good it would make them feel. Home time with Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. Thank you very much for those of you who have been sending in uh, examples of things that kids and toddlers are allowed to get away with that you wish you still could as an adult. It's weird though. Why why can't you do these things as a grown-up? So obviously we were talking earlier on about uh, having a tantrum and lying on the floor in a supermarket. Not all right if you're an adult. Uh, what about when it's really hot? Kids get to run around bottomless in a city centre fountain. Try and do that as a grown-up. <laughs> they, write wrong, to your, yeah, they write to your workplace or drop you off back at work with the police. It's not fair. Or um, doing the thing that kids used to do and used to do when you were a kid pulling your trousers and pants all the way down to your ankles to go for a wee you do that in a service station you get banned for life um do you remember that when you were kids I would at home would you yes no yes you are kidding me no I'm not kidding you so just sorry it's it's very important to be clear about this when you go for a stand up wee right at home at home not in public you go all the way down to the ankles yes that's that is that's unbelievable. It is not unbelievable. When you're in your own home, you, you know, you shouldn't have to be um, beholden to any standards <laughs> and conventions. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> but, well, who are you, the little lad from Copenhagen? <laughs> you don't need to be doing that. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing I've ever... How do we carry on? Where do I go from here? <laughs> Let's play a song. Home time with Bush and Richie. This is Absolute Radio on a Friday. I feel like we've got a bit of admin to do after what we've been talking about. A couple uh, of corrections. Yeah. Regarding uh, going for a number one but dropping your cacks all the way down to the floor like a toddler. Yes. Uh, you speculated that I'm uh, a statue in Copenhagen. Now, is it... Let me get this right. Is, isn't there a mermaid in Copenhagen? Is that what I'm thinking of? You're thinking of the Little Mermaid, which is from Copenhagen. Is that right? I believe so. Because it's a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale. Should I check And he this? was from Copenhagen. I don't want us to have to come back on again after another song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Little Mermaid, Hans Christian Andersen, Copenhagen. Yes. Well, that's you. great. That's good. That's absolutely right. <laughs> okay, we're good. However, <laughs> yeah, the little boy that's doing a wee is from Brussels. There we go. Oh, because my uncle Ivor had a little brass statue of him on the ma- uh, on the mantelpiece in Liverpool, and they've never asked. <laughs> what a statue to have! <laughs> it really was. The travel log part of tonight's home time show <laughs> is now over. <laughs> I'm after some help because I've got something that I need to fix that happened this morning. I was in the supermarket uh, in the lift trying to head back down to the car park and a little old lady is making her way towards the lift saying, excuse me, can you hold the doors? Yeah, that's quite creepy, that's quite eerie. (laughs) It was just an old lady. She's coming towards, she wasn't hovering or anything, was she? (laughs) Moving at a fairly juddery pace. Okay. Obviously waiting for the doors. I, trying to do the good thing, the right thing, went to press the hold the door button for her so she could join me and Rocco in the lift. Yeah. Unfortunately, in a rather flustered manner, I pressed the wrong button, which shut the doors on her. 
What a, what a lesson for your young <laughs> lad to no. learn. And the lift shut and off we went. And I felt so bad. Do you know what? I think there must be uh, an actual brain thing that happens. Because I've had that before where if someone's running towards the lifting and, you, and you, you're trying to hold them open for them, you can't work out what any of the buttons do. No, you, exactly. You must go stupid for a second. They don't make them clear enough. They've got symbols on this. Just put open or close. Simple as that. It's a little bit like if you've got someone stood behind you and you have to operate a parking ticket machine. Yep. I go really thick. Can't remember me own registration, where the car's parked, <laughs> or how to make any of the buttons do anything. In the meantime, if you've got any ideas of a simple little thing I can do this evening that's going to reverse that bad karma so I'm back on an equal balance with life, do let me know. Waving hello at you this evening if you're heading off somewhere for the weekend doing some driving or you're driving whilst you're listening to this right now. Just ask you a quick question, just a bit of advice. Uh, a constant source of argument between me and my partner Katie is my usage of hazard warning lights in the car. What's the problem? Well, this is it. Whenever, uh, say, for on a motorway situation and I see that the traffic is slowing down ahead, I'll always stick me hazards on as a warning to the person behind me that watch out, it's going to slow down soon. Wait a second. Are you using your hazard warning lights... To warn people of a hazard. Exactly. That's my point. And she says it's a ridiculous, flagrant use of hazard warning lights in a way that they shouldn't be used. I speak directly to your other half, Katie, in this case. She's in camera three. Camera three. <laughs> What's your problem? Good man. Thank you for the backup. Seriously, I thought that was motorway etiquette. Well, uh, I know people put them on if they like break down or that kind of thing, but if you, you've got something coming out, you don't want someone coming up your backside. No, you don't, and I think that's a takeaway from this entire week. But weirdly, I tweeted it, wanted back up, and I would say quite a few people agreed with me and you and our four point. But there was there was still quite a few people who said that no, no, if you do hazards like that, that's not the way they were intended to be used. It might not the way. It might not be the way it's intended to be used, but what a great way to use it! I think in many ways, there's uh, what we are pioneering here is an almost a brand new language almost the semaphore of hazard warning lights. I reckon five, ten years from now, people will use hazard warning lights to say, good morning, how are you? Please get back a little bit. You're a little bit too close. The future is bright, folks. Keep using them. And it's orange. I know we spoke earlier on about the uh, the changes at my football team this morning. Uh, Arsenal sacked Unai Emery. Freddie Lundberg in uh, temporary charge for a few weeks by the looks of things, maybe longer. The weird thing for me is, right, Freddie and I separated by a couple of weeks at birth. OK. And that's permanent because of what? Well, it reflects better on one of us than the other, certainly, <laughs> when you look at the two of us. But just like... It, I've been on Football Manager already today. It's my favourite. It's my favourite um, computer game. Yeah, simulating the ability to uh, to manage football teams. And now the guy in charge, he is my age. Oh, so you could literally. I mean, someone mentioned this on Twitter actually this morning that they were suggesting giving your pedigree. You did a brilliant job with what was the, the club you were at before? Stevenage and he, Norwich City. He did a brilliant job at Stevenage Thank and Norwich you. City, uh, and no one can take that away from you. But he was <laughs> suggesting maybe you should go for the job based on how good you are at football manager. Well, thankfully the hometown show is going all right, so I don't need to in this case. But, uh, but oh, so you know, this show is what's holding you from it's, taking it's the top job. Stopping at my management career. Yeah. Do let us know if you have done something in a virtual environment that you think <laughs> would qualify you for the top job. Uh, you can de- get in touch with your tweet us at Absolute Radio. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. I used to love playing on flight simulators. Oh, I love flight simulators so as well. So if I was in a movie and there was something wrong with the pilot and there's like, is there a pilot on board? Yeah. If no one else put their hands up, I would absolutely give it a go. Do you know what? I, I would give it a go if it meant taking off, mm-hmm. circling, not that keen on the landing bit. I never did very well on the landing bit. Because <laughs> when you're flying a real plane, you're not allowed to press F7 and look from top and behind. <laughs> as far as I can tell. <laughs> 
we've both got like young kids and that, haven't we? And it's it can be tiring and very knackering and everything yes. as well. Yes. Uh, we both like playing football manager. You yes. more so than I. I've just discovered a thing that merges the two. The two uh, you what? Two very divergent, different things: uh, babies and football manager. There's an app which now merges the two. Our producer, one of our producers here at Absolute Radio, Dan, has recently had a little baby girl, and him and his wife are using this app called Baby Connect. Don't know if anyone listening at home has heard of this before. What it does, it, it allows you, you both use the app on the same account, and any information about your baby, you both put it into the app. Right. So you can, at any point, at the touch of a button on your phone, look at stats for your baby. That's amazing. He showed me through this thing earlier on today, and it is unbelievable. So he can see what kind of, poo she's had because when you're putting, doing a poo in a nappy or whatever you press a button to say what the colour was oh. uh, how many hours since the last one uh, you can look at all of her sleep tracking Okay. he can turn um, uh, naps on and off by pressing a button here Yeah. Uh, if his wife has been uh, breast or bottle feeding he's able yeah. to see that at the touch of a button now normally that, that kind of bit the early part of having a baby is, is incredibly tiring and you don't know where you are and you, and you look for desperate for any form of just a, just a bit of distraction or entertainment to turn it into a game this is it. That's great fun. Imagine that. I mean, take it the next step further if we're looking into Football Manager and Crossover with Babies. You could almost get approached by a different family to see if you <laughs> wanted to be the dad. 